welcome to the Soccer Brothers Podcast. This is episode number 41. I'm your host, Nihal Qatar, and unfortunately, I will not be joined by my co-host and brother, Sahil Qatar. He has exams and a lot of work, uh, so he wasn't able to uh, join us tonight. Uh, once he's back, we should be right back in the swing of things. Uh, he, he and I both thought it would be good for me to sit down and do an episode by myself, so... You know, I don't know how this is going to go. This is our first time doing the podcast with one person, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but we apologize, as I said, for not having a podcast in the last month. Um, I've had a lot of work. I just finished with finals, so I was very, very stressed. I was also sick for a couple of weeks, and I couldn't really talk. But May and also June are going to be very, very exciting months for the Soccer Brothers podcast. The website is definitely going to launch, finally. Uh, we have a lot of great guests line up. Sahal and I will be going hopefully to the Euros. We have tentative plans to go to France. We'll also be in Chicago on June 7th uh, with Dinesh, who's also been a guest on the podcast, um, at the U.S. men's national team match in the Copa America Centenario against Costa Rica. So if you're there, def- if you're going to be there, definitely let us know. Maybe we can meet up. Um, that would be fantastic. Also, if you are new to the podcast, welcome. Thank you for listening. Uh, we have, do to talk about a lot of different topics, including uh, international soccer, um, domestic domestic soccer from all around the world, uh, European countries, South American countries, MLS. Uh, we tend to focus on uh, Major League Soccer. Um, we usually talk about that in every single episode, and uh, the U.S. men's and women's national teams. But we do talk about very, very broad topics. Before we get into the topics for this episode, uh, I want to talk to you about Ambitious Strike, the soccer apparel brand. Ambitious Strike sells amazing soccer clothing. Go check them out at ambitiousstrike.com. That's A-M-B-I-T-I-O-U-S-S-T-R-Y-K.com. Definitely use the code BROTHERS at checkout for a 15% discount uh, on all their clothing. Um, So go check them out. The link is always in the description. They're great people. All right. So the first thing that I want to talk about is Leicester City. Of course, if you are into soccer, you know Leicester City were crowned Premier League champions today as Chelsea somehow were able to manage a 2-2 draw at home after being down 2-0 at halftime. Um, With that, uh, Tottenham, unfortunately for them, uh, fell out of the title race and Leicester clinched it. Um, Of course, this, this, in my opinion, is the greatest sports story the history of all sport. Uh, that includes the miracle on ice. Uh, you know, it, I mean, I can't even think of great examples right now, but there's, it includes the U.S. beating England one nothing at the World Cup. And what's so great about this story is that they were able to do it over 30, well, the, the, they were able to do it over an entire season. You know, a lot of times you have one-off games like the miracle on ice where the U.S. was able to defeat the Soviet Union. Um, I, I don't really, I think nine out of ten times the Soviet Union wins that game. Um, this, they, they, they had to maintain their level of play over an entire season. They were just promoted last year. They won, what, they won seven of the last nine games last year to even stay up. If they hadn't done that, they probably would be in the championship right now. Uh, you know, they have, their, their team costs less than some players in the Premier League. And uh, it's their first title in the history of the club. Uh, the highest finish was second in 1929. Um, they're only the sixth team to win in Premier League history. Uh, remember, the Premier League started in the early 90s, so um, they join Chelsea, Manchester United, Arsenal, Manchester City, 
and Blackburn. Um, I think I think I said all of them uh, as the only teams to win a Premier League title. So how do they do it? You know, of course, it, it they played with passion. You know, they 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 were, you know, they, they did all of the cliche stuff. Um, but but when it comes down to it, they had a plan, um, a plan uh, courtesy of Claudio Ranieri, uh, the coach they hired actually in light of scandal in Thailand, Leicester City. Um, had scandal in Thailand, fired their manager, got rid of some players, and they were, they hired Claudio Ranieri, who actually was fired from the Greek national team for losing to the Faroe Islands. Um, so, I mean, th- th- that just adds to the story. But Claudio Ranieri had a plan, has a history of being inconsistent in his formations, trying new things, um, you know, erratic uh, or fluctuating his tactics. Um, but this season, he had... A plan, and the, the team executed it perfectly. Uh, they played that four four two with um, Jamie Vardy and Shinji Okazaki up top, um, playing playing off of each other. Jamie Vardy, of course, having a fantastic season right now. He's currently third in the Premier League with twenty two goals. Um, those two up top have been great. Ujoya Ujoya, um, who I can I can never pronounce his name. I apologize. Um, he also filled in for Jamie Vardy in the last uh, in the last two weeks in light of his suspension, uh, in light of Vardy's suspension. Um, you know, and they also in the midfield they have Conte and Drinkwater, two great players. Uh, Drinkwater called up for the English national team. Conte for the French. Uh, Conte leads the league um, in tackles, 115. Um, then you have Rihad Mahrez on the right. The uh, PFA Player of the Year, 17 goals, 11 assists for him on the season. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, he cost Leicester about $500,000 uh, two years ago. Um, on the left, you have Albrighton, um, who's got a very, very good uh, left foot, can get the crosses in. And at the back, of course, you have the two center backs, Robert Huth, Wes Morgan, the Jamaican international. Uh, on the left, you have, at left back, you have Christian Fuchs, right back, Simpson, and their goalkeeper, Kasper Schmeichel. So that team, usually those 11 players and Uyoa, as I mentioned, um, and recently Schlupp playing at left mid, um, have, you know, it's, it's really been those guys. And they've, they've played that 4-4-2, which um, by many uh, is sort of an outdated formation, but obviously it still works. Uh, they, play a compa- they, play, they play compactly. Um, don't play... Don't play pretty soccer, really. Um, they're in the bottom three in possession. The bottom, I believe, they're in the bottom three in pass accuracy. Um, they have no one in the top ten. None of their players are in the top ten for pass accuracy. They do play their long balls forward um, to you know Mahrez, who tends to find one of the two strikers. Um, but every player has a role in the team, and they know how to execute their plan. So. They were able to do that over a full season. Congratulations to them. Um, you know, it, it's just a fantastic story. You hear about the odds, 5,000 to 1, um, which are crazy odds. Uh, the U.S., to put that into perspective, the U.S. to beat the Soviet Union in the 1980s Olympics, those odds were uh, 1,000 to 1. I believe the Cleveland, was it, I, I don't, don't quote me on this. I think the odds for the Cleveland Browns to win the Super Bowl next year is 200 to 1. That seems kind of low, but I, I, I might be wrong about that. Um, you know, it's 
you know, I was watching NBC Sports. They were saying 5,000 to 1, the odds were the same for Christmas to be the hottest day of the year uh, and for Bigfoot to be found or something like that, which is, you know, insane. No one, you know, at the beginning of the season, I was wrong. I had them being relegated. I had them in 20th place. Sahel, to his credit, had them in 17th place staying up. Oh, no, 18th place, actually. He did have them being relegated. Um, you know, it, it's it's just such an, an incredible, incredible story. Um, and, and to do it with two games left, it's going to be a celebration for them next week as they host Everton. Uh, so, it, it, you know, I, I don't think there's, there's really, you can't say enough about uh, how this team has done it. And, and they, they deserve it. You know, they, as I said, they executed a plan. They deserve to win the league. Um, also, I think it's important to talk about Tottenham Hotspur, who finished second in the league. Unfortunately, they won't win the league uh, this year. Uh, and I, I really do want to stress that this team, Tottenham did not lose the league. They weren't, I don't think they were ever even in first place. Um, this is all credit to Leicester, and Tottenham, no one saw them being in second place either. So to act like they lost the league tonight, uh, you know, how for some reason they, they are... The onus was on them to win the league. It's absolutely ridiculous. Leicester City won the league. They deserve to win the league. Tottenham deserve to be where they are. They didn't bottle anything. Uh, Mauricio Pochettino, their, their, their manager, is incredible. Uh, he's done incredible things for them. You know, they have some great, great players. And Deli Ali, the PFA Young Player of the Year. Of course, Harry Kane, uh, their defense of Toby Alderweireld. Uh, and Jan Vertonghen, some and, and Danny Rose and Kyle Walker, um, all their players really, Eric Dyer, Christian Eriksen, who's actually second in the league in, in assists with 13. Uh, Harry Kane, as I said, first in the league in goals with 25 this year. Uh, you know, they, they have a foundation, and I really think they're going to be one of the great teams for years to come if they can hold on to Pochettino and if they can hold on to their players. Um... So you know that's really that's really all I wanted to talk about uh, about Leicester. Um, you know, it's it's just such an incredible story. It's something we have to talk about. I have to talk about um, twenty two games won this year, eleven drawn, only three lost, uh, seventy seven points. Um, you know, they haven't lost since February fourteenth, since Valentine's Day. Um, you know, they they've they've Jamie Vardy has been incredible. He scored in 11 straight games, breaking Ruben Nisselroy's record. Um, it, it, it's really, really a fairy tale season. It'll be interesting to see how they do next year and uh, how they cope with the Champions League. And speaking of odds, the, their odds to win the Champions League are actually 80 to 1. Um, so much higher odds um, this year. Uh, or, sorry, much higher odds this year to win the Champions League. Um, you know, to be honest, I don't see them repeating. Um, I really don't, but you know, it's possible. It's possible if they can stick to the plan, if they can stay healthy, if they can balance the champions league with uh, league play, it's definitely possible. Um, but no matter what happens to them next year or in the future, you know, it, it, this is a season that everyone will remember. Uh, and as I said at the beginning, in my opinion, the greatest triumph, the greatest story in sports history, the greatest Cinderella story. Uh, it, it's it's absolutely incredible, and I'm glad that American news out, news outlets, excuse me, are beginning to take notice. Uh, 
you know, uh, my dad was telling me that uh, Mike and Mike were talking about it for 10 minutes today. Um, it, it, it's just an incredible story. I don't know how many times I can repeat myself. And one more time, I'm going to repeat myself. As I said, over a full season, they did it over a full season, which is what makes this such an unprecedented feat um, and such an incredible, incredible story. All right. So I'm sure we'll get more into it next week as we, Saha and I, you know, analyze it a little bit more, go back, uh, look at some of their stats in more detail, but, you know, we just wanted to talk about it. Um, another thing I, I forgot to mention is, you know, Jamie Vardy was playing non-league soccer two, four years ago with Fleetwood Town, um, and now he's to, uh, number three in the, in the Premier League scoring charts. All right. So, moving over to international soccer. That's the next thing I wanted to talk about. Jurgen Klinsmann released his 40-man preliminary roster for the 2016 Copa America Centenario. And remember, this roster will be reduced to 23 um, uh, right before, the, uh, right before um, the Copa America starts. Uh, you have the U.S. They'll meet on May 16th. Um, and the first match in the Copa America is, uh, is, in, is on June 3rd, excuse me. Um, they do have a couple of friendlies right beforehand. Their first friendly is against uh, Puerto Rico. That'll be an interesting one. Um, so, yeah. Going, going more into the roster, um, some pretty usual, usual uh, selections. You know, you have Brad Guzan and Tim Howard. Ethan Horvath is there which I really like for the goalkeepers. Um, you have a good mix of youngsters and veterans uh, in, in defense. Eric Lehigh actually got called up, which is exciting. Um, going to the midfield, no one really surprising there. Maybe you can make a case for Perry Kitchen being surprising. Um, you know, uh, the usuals, Fabian Johnson, Ale Bedoya, Michael Bradley, Mixed they're all there. Forwards, you have Ethan Finley listed as a forward, which is interesting. You also have Jordan Morris, Christian Pulisic listed as a forward, also very interesting. Uh, probably more of a midfield, but he has been playing on that wing for for uh, Borussia Dortmund. Um, Josie Altador, all the usual suspects. Um, some snubs, I was looking at the roster. There aren't many left-back options. Really, the only true left-back option is Edgar Castillo. You also have Timmy Chandler, Fabian Johnson, who have played there for the U.S. national team before, as well as Tim Ream. Um, other than that, no real other options. Um, you know, maybe Matt Beasler plays out there. I could, I could see Klinsman doing that. Um, you know, you, you look at the pool. Uh, we're not very deep at left back, but you have to say Jorge Villafania has been playing extremely well in, in Liga MX, uh, and he's been playing consistently. Surprising, he didn't get a call up or at all, really, and that could be because he played in in MLS Cup or in in, in the MLS season and then directly started playing in uh, Liga Mackey's. But you know, obviously, we would have liked to see him get a call up. Breck Shea, the other left back option, um, unfortunately, he's been playing decently well for uh, for Orlando City. Um, I really do think that Viafania and uh, uh, Viafania and Casilla are better options, um, but you know Shea would have been uh, another left-footed player who's playing left back that that could have been on the roster and that many predicted to be on the roster. Um, 
I have a I have a feeling either Fabian Johnson or Timmy Chandler will be the ones playing there, but Edgar Castillo, as I said, could could play there as well and probably eventually will. Um, then you have, you know, you go to the midfields. Some some snubs, in my opinion, Sebastian Legette playing fantastically well for LA in the last year. Would love to see him get a call up. Hopefully, he continues to play well and gets a call up in January or you know in the fall. Uh, Benny Failhaber, who won't get called up because he burned a lot of bridges. Will Trap, interestingly enough, you would think he would have gotten a call up, especially since the U.S. under-23s are not going to be competing in the Olympics this summer. Um, forwards don't really see don't really see anyone missing there. Maybe Fafa Pico, who has been scoring in the Bundesliga too. Um, other than that, I don't really see um, anyone missing there. So. The roster, you can check it out. Um, I'm not going to list all 40 names. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Some some players I'm excited to see are John Brooks. He's had an amazing season with Erta Berlin. Um, I hope maybe Ethan Horvath. Um, Christian Pulisic, of course. Chris, or, excuse me, Christian Pulisic, uh, as he prefers to be called. We haven't had a podcast since he scored his first and second goals. Um He's been playing well. Unfortunately, he didn't play at the weekend, um, but he's been playing well. He's coming along really nicely. He did play for the U19s last weekend, um, or this weekend, however you want to put it, Um, and he did score, but, you know, hopefully he continues to develop at Dorman, especially if they sell off some of their wingers, Um, and I I really think he's good enough to to be on the final roster and to start for the U.S. national team. Um, Jordan Morris, another forward, as is listed, um, scored, has scored three three goals in a row in three matches, so it's good to see him finally start to score the leading score for the Seattle Sounders. Alfredo Morales is another player I'm excited to see. We haven't seen him in a while. He's playing well for Ingolstadt in the Bundesliga. Scored a goal last week, um, so it's it's uh, he's he's one that I am excited to see as well. DeAndre Yedlin at right back. Um, finally, you know. He, he has played a full season at right back at a top club. He's been playing, or not a top club, uh, in a top league. Um, and he's been playing well. So uh, it, it seems like he has really evolved and matured as, as a fullback, as a defensive fullback, who uh, you can already tell his positioning is better. Uh, his defensive instincts are better. He's learned a lot. You know, I don't see him breaking into Tottenham's team next year, but if he can se- secure a loan to a mid-table club or even be sold to a mid-table club in the Premier League or to a, um, you know, still a mid-table club in, in, in the Serie A or Bundesliga, um, I think that would be very, very good. Uh, and then, of course, the final person I'm going to talk about is Bobby Wood, who there are rumors that Hamburg are in for him. They want to buy him for a rumored price, for a rumored price of $4 million. Um, he has 17 goals and 29 league appearances for Union Berlin in the Bundesliga 2 this year. Um, it's very, very interesting roster. I, I should mention that Kellen Acosta ha- can and has played left back before, so he's another option uh, at fullback come summer. Um, so we'll see. Uh, the U.S. plays Puerto Rico on May 22nd. Um, you know, the, there might be some players not on this roster in that match because so many will still uh, be with their clubs, um, especially all the MLS players. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, you know, that's all I really have to talk about for the U.S. men's national team. Um, 
you know, I want to talk about a little bit about maybe what's going on with players for the U.S. men's national team that aren't necessarily on this roster. Um, I mentioned Fafa Pico, um, Christian Pulisic, uh, excuse me, Christian Pulisic. I did that again. I got, I got to get used to that. Uh, Jordan Morris, um, these guys. Also, Haji Wright signed with Schalke. Uh, he, he, he has actually scored four goals in the last four matches for the Schalke U19. So hopefully he can maybe break in for the final couple of games uh, and can start to uh, recommend himself for the first team. Um, Kyle Scott, the Chelsea youngster, an American youngster, uh, apparently wants to leave um, Chelsea this summer. There'll be, uh, rumors are that there are top clubs in for him, um, top European clubs. It'll be interesting to see what happens to him. And of course, we, along with a bunch of other people, will monitor that situation and, and talk about that as more news comes out. Uh, Emerson Heinven, the uh, Fulham midfielder, is out of contract with Fulham um, this summer. And... Manchester United are one of the teams rumored to be in on him. Uh, very, very exciting player. Uh, Gideon Zalalem. Uh, Arsene Wenger has said that Gideon Zalalem uh, will be given a chance to make the first team. Of course, it's assuming Arsene Wenger is there this summer, which he probably will be. Um, he also, Zalalem, uh, scored a uh, penalty kick in a penalty shootout for um, Rangers last last week, or two weeks ago, excuse me, when the same weekend that Pulisic scored his first goal. Um, so, uh, you know, that's pretty much it about players we haven't really talked about. Of course, MLS is in full swing. So, uh, my my pick to win the league, RSL, is playing extremely well. The Colorado Rapids are playing very, very well. They're first in the West. Uh, you know, it's exciting to see them. Uh, you know, start to start to assert themselves as maybe a team that can, can they can do special things this year. They have a great um, they have a great group of players. Uh, they made a couple of signings. Um, I believe his name is uh, Gashi. Um, I, I'm sorry if I'm incorrect, but um, he was one of the leading scorers uh, in in the Swedish league for Basel last year. Um, so. It's uh, they, they have some good players. They, of course, have Jermaine Jones and Tim Howard um, coming to the club. Um, so it's going to be an exciting summer for them. Hopefully they can sustain the results. Um, and also this, last, this past weekend was just one of the most exciting weekends of soccer I, I have ever watched. The LA Galaxy are backed into full, full steam uh, without Robbie Keane, who's out injured. Uh, Gio De Santos has had an amazing couple of weeks, continues to score goals. Jossie Zardes has been assisting, had a great assist to De Santos against SKC yesterday, had a great goal last week, um, and uh, he, he's playing well. Uh, Emmanuel Boateng seems to have been a good signing, so, so things, things are really clicking for them, too. Uh, Columbus continues to not be great. Um, as you know, Seattle, Seattle starting to pick it up uh, at the bottom of the table there. But as I said, Columbus not so great. Hopefully, they can pick it up uh, for my own selfish interest because I am a Columbus Crew fan. Um, uh, other than that, you know, there's there's uh, it's it's just been ex- it's been a very very exciting season, and um, you know, it, it there's not a lot of space between the teams. I know it's early. But there's really not a lot of space between these teams. 
Um, and yeah, it is Gashi. Uh, Gashi has actually been playing in the midfield. Sorry, going back to the uh, my comments about Colorado Rapids. Um, it, it, it there isn't really a lot between the teams right now, um, and it's just you know I'm so excited to see what happens. You know, you look at the Eastern Conference, the Revolution, the Red Bulls, and the Crew, as it stands, are not in the playoffs right now. Uh, of course, all those teams are separated within one point from the playoffs, but still, um, it's, it's exciting. And on the West, Portland, Vancouver, Seattle, and Houston aren't in the playoffs. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Um, I don't think anyone predicted Colorado to be leading the Supporters' Shield race this early, or they, didn't predict, they weren't predicting Colorado to lead the Supporters' uh, Shield race at all, um, but they are. And um, I'm, I'm still sticking with Real Salt Lake as my pick. Uh, and once Sahel comes back, you know, we'll start discussing uh, MLS more in depth. We'll start going back to our power rankings. Also with the U.S. men's national team players, we'll bring my top five abroad back. Um, but guys, I think that's going to be it for this episode of the Soccer Brothers Podcast. I know it's short. I know it was only me. Uh, it probably wasn't extremely exciting to hear me ramble for the last 25 minutes. But uh, we really did want to get an episode out because we wanted to talk about um, some of the things, at least I am um, thinking, uh, and maybe we can elaborate more in the weeks to come. We also wanted to relay some information to you guys that we've been busy. We apologize. We've also been sick. Um, things have been a little bit crazy, so we apologize for not having an episode. As I said at the beginning, um, thank you guys for all your support. Uh, before I leave, I got to tell you once again about Ambitious Strike. They are a fantastic uh, soccer apparel brand. Um, go check them out. Use the code BROTHERS at checkout for a 15% off discount. Uh, that's A M B I T I O U S S T R Y K dot com. Uh, go check out the website. The link is in the description. Also, we do have a Twitter for the podcast, uh, also an Instagram by the same handle at Soccer Bros Pod. We have a Facebook page. Uh, if you're listening to us on SoundCloud, we're on iTunes, and uh, we will be on Google Play. Um, so uh, you can find us there. Um, Sahil has a Twitter. Uh, his his link will be in the description. Uh, my Twitter will also be in the description. Um, but just you know, keep on keep on listening. Keep look out for more podcasts. Uh, we will be having. We'll, like I said, we'll get back into the swing of things. We'll have more regular podcasts. May is going to be a very very exciting month, you guys. I can't wait. Um, this summer is going to be crazy with MLS um, and with the Copa America Centenario. We'll also probably be covering the Olympics and the Euros. So it's going to be a crazy, crazy summer, and we cannot wait to get started. As I said, I am Nihal Qatar. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next time on episode 42 of the Soccer Brothers Podcast. <laughs>